Speaking of growth, like what's been, I feel like you're, you're the guy doing like everything to, you're the one experimenting, the one getting tested for low T, experimenting with this and that to grow yourself. What's, what's been like the biggest growth factor for you last 12 months? Um, I would say one of the examples here at Empower is pretty big. Um, like Brandon plays a huge part. Um, you guys play a big part and really I'm just trying to keep up with everybody, but I'd say the biggest thing that's helped me grow out of everything that I've done is probably reading for sure. Reading 30 minutes a day. It's like not that hard. And at the end of the year, you're like, holy crap, I read 20 plus books in a year of just 30 minutes a day. Um, and I try to be intentional with what I'm reading uh, like I'll, I'll read a couple books on leadership and then I'll go to the next thing, like biohacking and then the next thing. So, uh, that's definitely been like the biggest thing that I've seen this year. Help me. What's been the one book that's impacted you the most? Seven Habits for sure. Stephen Covey. Was there like, and going past that or further, was there like, is there like a line that you read last year that has now like, like that you live by something or a concept out of those books? like part of who you are yeah i mean i wouldn't say it relates to work but one of the books that i read um said i try to focus more on how people are doing rather than what people are doing because i feel like a lot of people are super judgmental to like what people are doing um but if i focus on how people are doing like our relationships are so much so much better and, and then i don't find myself judging others with that with that quote so dang that's some huge insight dude i think i think i don't know if you feel the same way chan but there's there's a few people here at empower that have such an impact on the company that i can't even imagine the company without them and i i think hunter is one of those people where it's just like holy cow dude can you imagine walking the halls of of the office and not running into hunt dog dude it would suck no, no hunt dog was a, mm. a big factor in why i just i decided to come here well back in 2020 he just I remember I was watching your stories when I was thinking about power, and I remember there was a week where you had like nine deals closed back in uh, um, where where you guys in Victorville or something or way up north. Yeah, there's ten there. deals actually. Sorry, last <laughs> year yeah. it was your first year, right? First year, and I was like, man, his first year he did ten deals. What he just generated in commission is more than like what most my you know colleagues made in a whole year. So and yeah, in the previous industry. And I was like blown away. And then I saw his little weekly highlight. Uh, Trevin was making the weekly highlights. Yeah, fun videos. Yeah. So fun. I'm like, they're having a blast and making more than I can even comprehend. Like he's doing something cool over there. So yeah, it probably was, owe you some, some recruiting overrides. It was, uh, yeah, probably should dude. Um, <laughs> but it was pretty interesting. Cause I felt like we were the first ones to kind of branch out in solar because, I mean, four years ago, like, we didn't have Lumio. We didn't have an Ion. Like, there wasn't those companies around, and we were, like, the first company really getting into it. And um, I remember I was super intentional about posting on social media because I was trying to get out there, like, hey, 
solar is not a myth like this is actually real the money we're making is real and the fun we're able to have is also real and um, i'd say that was a huge contribution to my growth here is is one being one of the first ones to kind of branch out into it and experiment a lot of that goes to kaiden because he was here a year before i was and then recruited me but then two um just social media has been really big for me like i've seen so much growth from it personally i think that's something a lot of people can't really relate to because now solar is just like what you do if you're getting into door-to-door you you sell solar yeah but when me and you and even chandler when we were getting into it was like kind of weird as odd as like you're leaving past to go do solar like that's unknown yeah territory so how did that make you feel when you were like getting into something that was kind of new yeah i mean i i think well just kind of my history i started out in uh uh a lot not alarms satellite tv and the you tried to recruit me here my first year um but i decided to go out with a different company and do satellite tv and i think my best week i made like six grand like my best week crushed it sold like 30 accounts and i made six thousand dollars and then trevin was out there with me your little brother and he went and did a blitz with you and his first week made like eight or nine grand and that was it. Like, I was just done. I was like, okay, I'm done. And what's crazy is, um, not to toot my own horn, but I was the top rookie at that company, and I came home with $62,000. Top rookie. And then you hear, like, top rookies here, and it's like, dude, I was below average <laughs> in earnings here if you compared to our top rookies. So, kind of interesting, but... Um. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm gonna look up what our top rookie made last year. You should, dude. Can I'm, that's a that's something we don't hit on like hard enough. Is like the the rookies. Oh, what's up, dude? So we're recruit. I won't say his name, but we're recruiting the number two rookie at Aptive right now. Or we were. He slipped through our fingers, but um, I won't say his name. And he was really close to being top rookie, so he's right behind the top rookie, and he made 85k. The top rookie at Aptiv made 85K. And I'm like, what does our top rookie make? Like 400,000? <laughs> it's going to be something absurd. But yeah, dude, I think I think it's crazy because the opportunity is so good. But back then, a lot of people didn't see it for what it was until they were out here actually trying it. They find out so much about, hey, the job realistically isn't that hard. It's not that difficult. It's something that can be done by anyone that's got a little bit of sales ability and the payout's incredible you know yeah just 23 323 deposited was that was that last year deposited and then what did was mick or tyler the top rookie the year before it's controversy but it was it was tyler he was the one that took home this so what did tyler make i think i think it was about 300,000 actually he was we had the 400k club that year yeah he he was in it he cleared 400 that's what i thought i thought someone cleared 400 their first year so our first Which is like absurd, dude. Like actually absurd. Tietro was able to go out with a pretty decent team as well as first year, so that that also helped. Mm, true, because they actually ended up at the same. I think Scott and Tyler had fifty-five installs, both of them. But Scott didn't run a team; he was pure personal commission, right? Yeah. Three twenty. Most of them were self-end. Holy cow, that's actually crazy. Really cool. Super hard to do. Yeah. What's funny is yeah, I've never heard Hunter like get excited about rookie pay like this because it's funny. I listened to his recruiting meetings 
and he's often very conservative with his numbers. He's like, he's like talking to these brand new reps that are coming from other companies. Like, yeah, if you make 30 K we're stoked for you, man. Like, I think that would be a good projection for you. Dude, it's tell me a strategy about that. Yeah. It's hard because I feel like with rookie pay, if you say what it actually is, it's almost like guys don't believe it. Too good to be straight up. Yeah. Um, so I keep my numbers very conservative, like 40 K and, and that's just enough over like the, the industry, like pest or alarm rookie pay. Um, but it's not too high that guys won't believe it. So I just tell guys like, Hey, like average rookie pays 40 K, um, our lowest guy out of 75 guys last year that stayed out for four months came home with 21 K. So what I tell the rep that I'm recruiting is like, Hey, if you, come out and you're the worst out of everyone you can expect around 20k like the worst so um yeah try to keep it conservative super conservative how's the team looking for this year how many guys what's your plans what's the goals um last year we had around 75 and then we kind of had a big drop with dropping one of the the managers that we don't need to get into but um we got down to about 65 was like our average last year uh, I think this year will be over 100 for sure. Um, the guys are pretty hungry. So my goals this year, it's like 25 all around. So I want 125 guys. I want 1,250 installs. And I want 25 personal installs or set closes or whatever. Um, as a as a regional, I don't feel like I'll have a ton of time, but I still want to get out there and at least get 25 cool. personal. You're going to set them or close them? Set them. I don't have time to close with all the calls I'm getting. Wow. I said, um, yep. Yes. I, I can't, like, I don't see how I would have time to close. Cause like you're in a, you're in a home for two hours and like per hour on average last summer, I was getting like four to five calls. So it's like, I can't go close. You can take those calls in the doors. You can't take that. In the close. Yeah. Hour, two hour close. Your phone's off. Yeah, which with this new setter pay, dude, I'm stoked about because <laughs> uh, I'll be on the good side of uh, the setting pay. But pretty easy to do, pretty quick. I, I don't think it'll take very long. I'm already watching the managers out there right now who are understanding. You know that there's a you can hit, you can take the volume play with setting deals for sure. You can, get a, you can go get a lot more in a week than you could closing just because of the time factor. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it all how it all plays out because it almost seems like instead of giving all the cash like we did last year to all the closers, it's almost like it's more spread out, um, which Brandon always talks about like, hey, if we just focus on the first year rep and they have a good experience, like everyone will grow and the company will grow super fast. So I'm really excited because we are putting more attention on that first year rep, first year's experience, giving them more cash. Um, they're not having to go through double learning curves of one setting and then two self-genning and then maybe three learning curves of closing. Mm-hmm. It's just one learning curve. It's actually easier than selling pest control. You're setting appointments, but you're getting paid way more. So I'm curious to see how it all plays out. Um, it's the same. Same. If you, we've, what we told guys and what we've seen in our data is what, however many sales you get in pest control in a day, you probably get that and maybe 25% more appointments set in a day as well mm. so if i'm doing three pest sales in a, in a day i'll probably get three or four appointments set in a day in solar mm. but instead of making 200 300 or maybe 500 with the way contracts are now in pest control now you're making in solar 
2000 3000 5000 6000 yeah dude on those when they close and install it was it, trevin was talking about it yesterday he's like yeah like yesterday i was able to call a setter and the commission was 16 grand and the setter was at 50% so trevin made uh 8 grand and the setter made 8 grand off that deal wow. i was like holy cow dude we have a we have a setter right now in fresno is daxton zubek want to give him a plug cuz he is killing it right now he just came over from Pest, um, from a company, and and he, I think he, I think Josh Wolford told me that in the summer, or in his, in his last year, he made just barely five figures, so just barely over, I think it was between ten and twenty thousand in the summer, which is which is pretty great, normal. yeah, great, pretty normal, and he's been out for, I think. A little over a month I think out there like February 5th or something uh, to market and we have already deposited deposited like he's already not just generated but already paid amount the same amount that he made last year in fast so <laughs> which is cool he's, he's enjoying those you know spring quick installs oh yeah we've had a six day seven day eight day nine day yeah we've been seeing that too with some of the teams out it's just super quick installs um but yeah, dude, that's crazy. Your your goals this year are pretty pretty cool. Twelve fifty installs. What'd you do last year again? Um, I think bleeding into uh, the installs from last year coming into this year, I think we did like eight fifty. Okay, installs. That's a lot. Yeah. Was it? Were you number two region? In number two. Got got any? Uh, you're number one right now for this year. Empire's in the lead right now. For this year, right? Not for, not for long. <laughs> we got some good competitors out there, and we don't have all our guys out yet. But yeah. Yeah. any shots right now on top regions? I don't know, dude. I'll be honest. It it's. I feel like when guys partner regions, it's it's hard to compete with that. Because I mean, imagine like me and. Kate and Carson partnering like that's essentially what it would be and like our install number would have crushed everyone yeah so I don't know I think NorCal top region last year Tyler and Jake like pretty pretty solid big group like that's what I'd say but we'll we'll be definitely right there we'll be we'll be close so they they kind of now that Thomas Moffitt is a regional as well out there they had to basically split the the big region into two regions, so now oh, you might, I did. Now you might have a oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Might have a better chance um, at, at at taking that. So I think it'll still be tight, though. Don't yeah. worry, still be great competition. I I wonder what people's goals are because I I mean I've heard like two thousand installs, three thousand installs for a region, and I'm just curious, like wow, like that is quadrupling what you did last year. So I'm curious to see. If guys achieve that, and then if they do, dude, I'd love to learn and pick their brains on that. But, um, yeah, I think anything's possible with the new with the new setter closer model. I think the numbers will reflect the change for sure. I think already at this point this year, we're way ahead of where we were last year at the same time. Really? Yeah. Like that was something that Brandon was talking the other day in one of our meetings. He was like, "I can't believe how many installs we already have this year compared to this point last year." You know. Everyone's yeah. getting everyone's getting paid, you know, checks that we would see midsummer last year are happening right now in in February. You know, yeah, sure. We're pacing to do some incredible things this year for sure. Speaking of incredible things, 
on dog, dude. This year, you are Mr. Empower, dude. You won the Empower Award a few months ago. How's that feel? Congrats, brother. It is cool. It was a it was a cool award for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what is the Empower Award? Dude, people who don't know what that is. Yeah. So let's just give Hunter a plug here a little bit. I I know he's trying to be pretty humble, but. The Empower Award is the hands down most important award of the year. It's voted on by the reps here in the company. So they vote for the person who represents the Empower Core values the best, being ambitious, being a good human. And Hunter won that award by a long shot, right? It wasn't even close. His impact here was was so impressive that like people from outside of his, of his region, people from different areas in the company were voting for Hunter because they just knew he's that type of person that, that embodied those core values the best. And so like when Hunter was called up on stage, it wasn't really a surprise to a lot of people. I don't think, was it to you or? Um, yeah, it was actually until, I mean, Kaiden, you called me earlier that day and you're like, dude, like if I was you, I would have a speech prepared, <laughs> but it totally gave it away. But, um, yeah, it, it was a it was a really cool award to get, um, and it's actually like to not just be like this humble guy, Kai, like you're saying. Like it's something that I was going for since last year. When I saw Caden Carson on the stage last year, I was like, "Next year, dude, it's mine. Like for sure, I'm gonna get it next year." And so it's been something I've been thinking about, and I've been trying to go for. You were intentional about it. Very intentional. What were some of the things you were doing? Um, I, I think one, I was just trying to lead by example. Um, cause I mean, you read all these leadership books and the first thing they say is like, Hey, like lead yourself first and then lead others. Uh, that's, that's one of the biggest things that I tried to do. And then, um, I was not trying to hide my success. Um, I think too many guys, especially here they accomplish all these amazing, amazing things, but they don't talk about it because they're too afraid to be that guy on social media. And I wasn't, I, I was open about my successes, some of my failures. And I think, like you said, Kai, I got voted from other regions. And I think that's why is because I wasn't afraid to talk about my successes. And not only did that, I think win me the empower award, but also like the impact and recruiting that I've had from just being more active on social is like actually pretty insane. So that's how I was intentional with it. One thing that's kind of interesting about hunters, I mean, I've known Hunter for a long time. We actually grew up across the street from each other and um, he's always had that impact on people of like people follow Hunter naturally. He's just a natural leader, but I've always wanted to pick Hunter's brain and ask him, dude, why the heck are you that way? Like what, what caused that? What, what ingrained that into you? Yeah, I, I would say, I would say in high school, I was pretty average. Like in high school, I got very average grades. I was like a three, five or three, six, like didn't try. And football wasn't that great. Um, with girls, I did all right with girls, but I think that just came to good looks, but <laughs> not the actual skill of talking to girls. Um, it, and when I served my mission, uh, my mission started out really slow, like I was just average again, just like average numbers, average missionary, just average obedience. And then I don't know what, I don't know what switched, but I just remember one night being like, dude, I'm so 
sick of being average. Like I want to be great. And like from that, that moment on, I switched and like, I just finished my mission super strong, came back just super hungry and it hasn't died since. So, well, one thing I've noticed about you, dude, is a lot of people think when they think Hunter, they think he's the guy with the plan. Like he's the guy that has thought and, and, and thought out and set goals and like put in place what he's going to accomplish. And so I want to follow that guy. Like he has planned it out. And what, what kind of got into your brain to help you, you know, start planning things better, setting goals, creating a vision? Yeah, I, I think I just look at people that are where I want to be, like Casey Baugh, Brandon Andre, um, these top, Dave Allred, like these top, top guys. And they all talk about planning out and being very intentional. Um, so I created my my vision board, my slideshow and keynote that I go through every morning. And it's like I have my one-year plan very detailed out. And then it's like I have my five-year plan very detailed out. And then I have a long-term plan, like very detailed. And I go through it every single morning. And it helps me stay in check of like, hey is what I'm doing currently lining up with where I want to go in five years. Okay, it is, so I'm good. I'm. That's why I'm here is because right where I'm at and Empower is helping me get to where I want to be in five years. So what are what are some of the more like, what's the thing that's most exciting to you on your vision board right now? So my vision board is, uh, is a one-year vision board. I don't have a, a long-term vision board, but on my vision board right now, I've got an orange... I got an orange raptor <laughs> on there, which I'm super excited about, uh, which I actually just ordered yesterday. Let's go. It's my uh, first like nice car other than the Tesla that I had that I sold. So that's really exciting. And then two, um, I want to have $10,000 in like solid, solid passive income this year. And I want to pay zero taxes. Wow. Those are the three things I'm like really excited about. Holy cow, dude. About 10000 monthly or annually? or Monthly. So 10000 monthly. And I, I'm pretty close to that with some of my crypto investments, but like I want to get it without. I mean, shout out to Chan, dude. <laughs> Black Gold and Debt Box have been treating me nice, but I want to get there without those because, I mean, those are volatile and that those could disappear, but like just solid passive income, 10K is what I want. Um. And then, yeah, zero taxes. I, I feel like I've sucked at taxes every year. And then an orange raptor is just to treat myself. A little thing there is I told myself that I wouldn't. Richard Pennington actually taught me this, where the amount he's invested, he'll give 10% to buying a car that he likes. He actually does 5%. So if he made a million dollars, or if he invested a million dollars, he could only spend 50K on a car um, that, of his choice. And I was like, yeah, that's a little extreme. I'll do 10%. So um, I just hit that mark to be able to buy a $80,000 truck because I have $800,000 invested in in different investments. So That's so sick. That actually is sick. That's so cool. You just bought a triplex, right? I did buy a triplex, yeah. How's that going? It's good. It's good. We're uh, paying our mortgage with it, and when we move out, we'll cash flow. 1500 to $2,000 from it. So super cool here in Utah County here in Utah. Yeah. Tough find. dude. It was a good, it was a good find. And, um, obviously that's with Airbnb. 
So if Airbnb crashes for whatever reason, we'll still break even on everything. But with Airbnb, we'll cash flow $1,500, $2,000. Yeah. Super cool. So with the with the Airbnb, you're trying to go 10000 a month and just basically just pure, mainly real estate then. Real estate, commodities, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my wife and I, we're going to house hack again because that's what we're doing in our triplex is house hacking. So we'll uh, house hack again in October because that will be my one year of primary residency. I can buy another house. So we'll do that again. And uh, this next home, I kind of want to get into the tiny home uh, Airbnb. But, I mean, that's kind of out of the picture, but we'll see what happens there. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard cool things about that. It's yeah. awesome. Well, sweet. Um, we're pretty curious to, you know, we've seen a lot of a lot of kickbacks, a lot of parties, a lot of events for Hunter. Um, what's a... Uh, I guess what's what's the long term goal as far as growth at Empower goes for you here? You know, you've you've been recruiting a lot lately. You've been growing your org extremely well. Um, your guys stick with you; they follow you. You know, long term at Empower, what's what are some of your goals here? Yeah, long term. Um, well, first of all, I I have this law that I live by that if I'm not progressing and I'm not growing or being stretched in a job, I'll leave it. Um, so if it comes to a point where I'm not growing in this job, I, I won't be here. Um, I don't see that happening because um, the higher you get up into leadership, the more time you have on the side to maybe do other things. And it's just how I choose to use that time. So I see myself being here as as long as it's good, honestly, and as long as I'm making a positive impact and I'm growing personally, like, I'm here. Um, money aside, like, I, I think this is a job I could do for the next at least five years, at least. And some of my goals is I think it'd be really cool to hit a 1,000 reps. Um, I haven't thought... That's actually in, like, my five-year plan is to hit a 1,000 reps. And it scares me for sure to like think that big. Uh, but if we keep growing at the rate we're growing, like it will happen in five years. So cool. What would you, what would you say is like the number one advice that you would have for someone starting out at this company? Um, I've, I received a question lately, you know, should I focus on building a team? Should I focus on setting? Should I focus on closing? Should I focus on all of it? You know, what's, what's, what's the thing that people should be focusing on? Yeah, it's interesting as I listen to, like, successful people and, like, the three things they say at, to, like, young adults. Like, you always hear, like, hey, what would you do if you were in your young 20s and, like, successful? I always see, I always see three common themes with it is, one, invest while you're young. Two, learn sales. And three, get into leadership. Like those three things, like I always hear come up, like if you can learn those three skills, like you are set for life. And it's crazy at Empower is one, you're learning, <clears throat> you're learning sales. Two, you can get into leadership. And three, where you guys are teaching me how to invest or Empower is teaching me how to invest. It's like the three things that the most successful people are saying to do I'm, I'm getting here at Empower. So 
those would be the three things I would focus on as a new rep. And I would for sure say to get into leadership for sure. Like there's no, like sales is hard and you learn a lot, but like, wait till you lead a team of 10 to 20 sales guys doing one of the hardest jobs possible. Like that is when you as a leader will grow. So, um, if anyone's like, oh man, I, I could make more money just on my own, doing my own thing. It's like, dude, you're not thinking long-term enough. Um, one in potential earnings, but two, like the skills you learn from leadership and just like the cool things that we've been able to do together as a leadership group. Like I would, I wouldn't trade it for, for anything. Was it a, was it Dave Allred that came here and he's talking about, yeah, you can make a lot on your own, but he's had an image up on the wall about leveraging an organization and and going from active income and door to door to passive income and door to door by building up an organization. That's what he did for sure over the years. That was his life by design. Right. And that's what I, I've been trying to really ingrain that in guys' heads as we step into this new model of, of, you know, really taking care of the setters in first years is like the number one way that you can make, you can build wealth through this company is by building an organization hundred percent that that puts glass on the roof right and the way we can build an organization faster than anybody else and better than anybody else is by taking care of the first year better than anybody else yeah when that happens when they have that great first year they bring their friends when they have the great first year they don't leave they they come back they stick around and then now your your org is growing each guy's bringing five to ten people you're growing faster than ever. And before you know it, you're not knocking, you're not selling, you're managing, and it becomes a more passive opportunity. And you're making money that you probably never could have made just selling your own accounts. 100%. I think there's something to touch on that. Like when, when I say it, it comes a little bit more passive and you say that as well as leadership, it, it it's not like the the leadership guys aren't working. It's It's more like they don't have as many like tedious things to deal with as a regular manager, but they also have like a lot of big fires to put out um, that aren't like super urgent. So um, when I say like it, it to become more passive for me, like, yes, I might work a little bit less, but like the things that I'm dealing with are like really big problems and really big things that will really help the company. So I think that's a, a misunderstanding that some people have of like the leaders just sit back and relax. But like, it's like an active passive. It's not, no one's sitting around back here. Yeah, I, I've been like in the office and these two freaking grind all day. So it's cool to see that. And in, in market, it's easy to overlook that. Yeah. I think it's a common misconception. I think, I think people would get very upset if you started looking at the guys on your team, like passive income. And I don't think any leader here does that. I think it's a common misconception that maybe we do. I think there's no way around the fact that no one is going to follow you as a leader unless you have impact, unless you bring value, unless you're working hard and they can see that and and, and they see value in that. And yeah. I think that's a huge reason why Hunter's had so much success so far is like this guy, he cares about his guys. He cares about his people. Yeah. He brings them value every single day. And if he did it, he wouldn't be where he's at. It's literally only, the only way it can be, def- it can be somehow defined as passive is because you're not the one really selling the account anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say it's quite the opposite of passive because you're still grinding. Still grinding. Yeah. But it's a way to, to leverage, you know, resources around you into creating wealth that's that might might, might not be as attainable on your own. 100%. 100%. Well, Hundog, I think your impact here at Adam Power has been 
incredible. I think it's been something that's changed the company and changed what we do here. So we really appreciate you, man. Any last words before we hop off? Dude, shout out to the boys, the Empire region. Like, they're freaking studs. I love them to death. And they are the reason why I'm here where I'm at when it comes to, like, leadership-wise. And uh, they deserve just as much credit as I do. So...